Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello guys. Hi guys. Welcome back to the pod. So excited to be back. Yeah, Every so week. excited. It's the start of July oh and my we're gosh. literally like so excited about this week or not this week this month the summer this, this summer year everything it's like the start of actual summer I feel like June was like a good little teaser but now we're like actually getting into it with like trips campaigns events this month we're so excited I feel like we've planned things like so far back and now they're finally here which is yeah. so exciting and then other things keep popping up mm-hmm. too so it's just becoming like a busy girl summer a bi- oh my god I kind of love busy that. girl summer busy so girl excited summer. <laughs> Yeah, so we planned like a few trips out like a few months ago, I want to say. I can't remember which month, but definitely a few months ago. We have Dominican next week. Um, When you listen to this, we're going to be leaving the next day. So make sure to follow us on our IGs to keep up with that content. And then we're also going to Hawaii in August. So yeah, just exciting stuff. Other fun trips that we'll probably share soon. Yeah. You know, just some life updates for you guys because we want to make sure we keep... I know we give a lot of like Instagram tips, but we want to make sure that it's still personal and that you guys are getting to know us better through this podcast on that personal level. So mm-hmm. we just wanted to share that with you guys. We're just really excited and glad to have you along for the ride. And yeah, I feel like let's jump into our influences this week. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking I am like influenced by things. Okay. <laughs> really, really broad. Like like materialistic things, you know what I mean? Okay. Oh no, that's not my influence. I'm just saying as like a oh, category I'm like, wow, in general. Things. <laughs> um but yeah, okay, so two things I feel like I've been influenced by and I couldn't decide between them. So I just have to say them both are hats. Like trucker hats baseball hats any hats oh like the cowboy hats like I feel Mm. like hats are so in right now and they're such a great accessory and when you are shooting content it's always great to have an accessory on I feel like it just helps the photo and when you you know throw on a hat if you're having a bad hair day or whatever it's just part of the outfit like if that's so perfect are grown out like me <laughs> so hats and then um like body chains and belly yeah, chains so cute like I'm obsessed with them I know same so obsessed I think they look so cute so for summer I want to be wearing those all the time like I've seen some brands like make like really cute like those colorful beaded ones I know. like look like so fun dollars one at ones that I've seen oh my gosh they're so cute and then just like the regular chains I don't know so those are my influences this week hats and chains yeah (laughs) chains and hats okay mine is everything wedding related because Because. drum roll um I got engaged this past Sunday we have a fiance in our midst you guys it's so exciting um Josh is my fiance and he proposed at my favorite place in San Diego, which is Wyndon Sea Beach. I literally don't stop talking about how stunning it is. It's literally my favorite place ever. So he proposed there on Sunday and it was just so exciting. Um, and yeah, it's been a long time coming. We've been dating for a little over five years now. So 
so excited we've been talking about this queen <laughs> thank you so exciting we've been talking about this for like years and like Alyssa and I have been just talking about like engagement things and also Riley um for I want to say a year like it's like on all of our so vision ready. boards yeah we're like also ready for it so lots of wedding content coming soon and I guess I'm just influenced by wedding Pinterest boards because oh my gosh I feel like your life now. is like gonna change like you need to subscribe to all those like wedding I, magazines <laughs> that people do or like wedding <gasps> newsletters and like you're gonna start saving like dresses that you see like on Instagram I or dresses just saved. like every inspo ever you're gonna just like ev- your entire like explore feeds on every social channel is just gonna completely switch over from like fashion to <laughs> I wedding. know I mean I don't want it to be too dramatic wedding tings I don't really <laughs> I don't love when people make like being a bride to be like their entire brand after they get engaged, you know. Um, I mean, it's super. It can exciting, be a little much sometimes. But you're right. I'm not gonna like you know overwhelm everyone because you know not everyone's interested in that. I feel like a lot of people are getting engaged right now. I really feel like that too. But it I think it's just that time of the year. COVID ending yeah. too. Like people are excited. Ready. Yeah. So fun yeah. times ahead you guys mostly excited fun to plan the honeymoon <laughs> and more travel wait where do you want to go i don't know literally no idea we'll no like out. dream destination like i mean it um, used to be greece but i oh, yeah. feel like people or like people talk go, about like how people, crowded it is like like bora bora oh yeah like, like bora bora i feel like would be really cool because like it's bora bora like, it's like the i know it, it's stunning place but We'll see. So we'll keep you updated on that. But that's an exciting life update slash exciting what I was influenced by this week. <laughs> yeah, so exciting. I mean, just so many life changes and like things ahead and just positive energy and vibes. And you guys know we love travel. So the fact that we're going to be doing it yeah. is going to be great. Great. And we're going to take you guys with Amazing. us and share all the fun things. So it's like you're going to be there with us. Yes. And it's just going to be so fun, you know? So exactly. Okay, so I feel like today's episode is a lot. Like this is a lot of information we're about to share, but I think it's really good information because we are we do get asked about all of this stuff a lot. A we lot. talk about it in Clubhouse a lot. I have a couple blog posts on it. I'll probably write more. Like just trying to help people really understand the aspect of this business is like when you think like oh yeah I'm gonna go full-time content creator blogger whatever you want to call yourself but then there's all these like nitty-gritty little business things that you don't really realize or we didn't realize when we started and we kind of had to learn the hard way along the way and there just wasn't a ton of information on it so we like to share our knowledge that we have with you guys so that you can hopefully not make some of the same mistakes we did and you know grow your business and really just be in control of it and not feel like a brand is taking advantage of you or you don't know like what's going on but you don't feel comfortable asking so that's why we titled this episode usage perpetual whitelisting oh my yeah this is kind of just a deep dive on those three things because um like when people say what are the things that you absolutely need to look out for in contracts. Like these three things are definitely that. Um, We control find these things. Um, This including like exclusivity too, which we'll talk about. 
But yeah, I think these are always the things you need to be aware of. Brands can be a little bit sneaky, sneak some things in, or maybe like take advantage if you don't really know what this stuff means. So this is really important. Um, and yeah, feel free to send this to anyone who is also starting out in the industry and may not know these things about contracts because honestly, no one really... Like, I don't know how you figure this stuff out unless you, like, I truly talk don't. about this with truly. someone else or, you yeah. know, it's, like, well, that's it's why not we like have they this, tell you about yeah, it. Like, that's why we have this podcast is, like, yeah. hopefully you guys can reference back to the different topics or if you have a question on a certain topic, you know, you can find the episode that relates to that and, you know, kind of listen to it and take notes. So we're going to try to make this as not boring as possible and we'll yeah. just tell our stories and experiences within it, but we tried to organize it in a way that was really easy to understand especially for people starting out so we'll just start with the first one which is just usage so I feel like I didn't even know this was a thing when I started I I don't know if it was a thing and I honestly like want to go back into my old contracts and like, and, like read them see if this stuff was in those contracts because yeah they probably people was. started talking about it and like how to like deal with usage like Honestly, last year, I want to say. Like, that was the first time I ever heard it. Well, because I feel like that's when brands really started using um, user generated content because of the pandemic. Like, they weren't really using as much creator content as now, but now it's probably so much easier. But okay. So, with usage, what is it? So, when a brand likes your photo and they want to use it on their digital spaces and or potentially print as well, but it's mainly digital, they will pay you a usage fee to place it in their emails, on their website, newsletters, their social channels, etc. So, basically, they're going to pay you to use your content to help drive sales and drive awareness to their brand and their products, yeah. essentially. And where this usually is located in contracts like it's usually titled content usage rights so that's like usually the full title of the clause or whatever it's called in a contract but this is really valuable to brands because obviously user generated content is what actually like attracts people to a it's brand. relatable you it's know relatable, it's when you like, have models wearing things it's so hard to tell what it's gonna look like on your actual yeah. body and like nothing to exactly. those models because those are that's their body type yeah. but you know to reach a larger audience if they can have creators with different body types mm-hmm. wearing their product yeah then you get a better idea and someone who may have not purchased from your website because you don't have it shown in an extra large who sees right. it on someone wearing an extra large and it looks really good you know then they might purchase it so i mean it's just usage is like i feel like becoming a really big part of the totally. industry and I mean, it can just be anything from content that you like create for yourself to post on your Instagram or social channels, and then the brand sees it, and then they reach out to you to Mm -hmm. see if they can use it on their platforms, or they can actually hire you to create that content. Which is a really cool way to make more money on your Instagram. Yeah, it's Um, another stream of income, essentially. Yeah, content creation for brands Mm -hmm. and like negotiate on their usage. But um, a quick note on what you said right before that with um, like brands reaching out to you. This can also be in the form of them commenting on your photo and saying like, oh, we would love to use this. Like hashtag yes Yes. if we can use this on our social channels. That's such a good point. I'm so happy you brought that up because absolutely (laughs) never do that. 
do not do yeah. do not because if you like click those it'll like send like if you click the link they post that'll like send you the terms and you mm. actually go through and read it it is so terrible of a contract I've read a couple and it's like perpetual usage rights. Like they can use it on any of their Anytime, websites. Like, anywhere. you know, Target does this. Walmart does this. And like people yeah. get so excited because it's like, oh my God, Target wants to use my stuff. Models. And you're just like, yeah, but you also know Target has a budget and Target right. should be paying creators if they want to use their content. But they get away with this because people don't know because they don't read the terms yeah. and they just hashtag yes they're like oh my gosh yes so cool but then you know in a year or so you'll see people be like yeah i saw my image on target last week they didn't pay me for that and it's like well you signed that right away when you hashtagged yes yeah. a year ago you know which so is so crazy it'll just come back to bite you in the butt so when that ever happens i always just respond to them like hi thank you so much like i'm so happy you love the content you know please email or at, you can either ask them for an email or give them your email and say would love to discuss you know usage rights for these photos etc and I've never had a brand email yeah, me after that through. because obviously they don't want to pay you yeah I feel like <laughs> next time that happens I'm gonna ask for their email maybe yeah, like yeah, DM yeah. them just because I don't like with a they... screenshot of the comment or yeah. something like oh my gosh would love to chat like what's the best email to reach out to yeah because I don't think they're gonna actually like email you from that yeah. comment so. yeah because again it's like different teams I feel like it's like the social team that's commenting yeah. that whereas like it might need to be the marketing team or a different yeah. team that does Something that like but that. and then it just has to get passed to so many different people but that's such a good point don't do those never hashtag yes yeah it's exciting and it I mean it's really it's cool, flattering obviously. it's super flattering you want to hear from these brands that they're liking your content but definitely make sure that you're getting that email and pitching them a rate because they do have a budget Absolutely. Okay. So that was pretty much like usage 101 and what it is. So now we're going to talk about why you can charge for it. And essentially, instead of brands creating this content, you know, inside a photo studio where they're hiring models, makeup artists, photographers, stylists, like anything you can think of, they're hiring you at a much lower cost to create this content while you're playing all these roles essentially yeah so like think about it they're not having to spend money on like models, renting the studio photographers studios lighting any of that mm -hmm. like literally they're saving like, shoot so much directors money. yeah like like so much money and they used to have these huge budgets for these things and again with the pandemic like they weren't able to like meet in these studios or create this kind of content so they really did turn to user-generated content content creators all of that to get their content to continue to keep their socials alive you know totally and I saw a statistic recently that like if you're comparing two brands on Instagram and one is all professional studio shot content and the other one has like a really good mix but mostly UGC you're more likely to buy from the UGC brand because one I know I you're am. gonna see, yeah I know I am too like you're gonna see girls that you know wearing mm -hmm. this brand and you're gonna be like automatically like oh like this girl works with them they must be cool or like you know I want to sell it this way or I don't know but you're more likely to do the UGC route well yeah I feel like when I'm shopping or like picking selects I will go to that brand's Instagram and look at their tag photos and see what people are wearing and see like what looks cute yeah because sometimes same. I just can't find inspiration from the website because I can't tell what it's gonna look like on I me <laughs> or like I can't tell if anyone's actually buying from the brand like yeah. if it's all studio shot right content. right like, You're I like, just get a weird vibe. 
Yeah. So essentially, this is why you can charge for it's it. Very valuable. And then also, they're using your content to drive sales to their brand, which is you, which you're helping them do that. So that's another thing is like when they're asking you to use a photo, they're essentially asking you to drive sales to their website. And they might generate, you know, thousands of dollars of sales mm -hmm. off your photo, but you're not getting compensated at all. How is that fair? And I feel like our job as content creators, bloggers, influencers, whatever you mm -hmm. want to refer to yourself as, it's like you have to remember that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And you have to also remember and also like just keep in mind that a lot of the photos, especially if you hashtag yes, like they can use that as ads and yeah. user, user generated content does really well with converting on ads, like way better than, you know, a professional photo shoot. Like it just looks like organic ads mm -hmm. and orga organic photos. I can't talk right now, but, um, so in most cases, like they'll also use it for ads, which we'll get into, but yeah. Yeah, so essentially this brand is making money off your photos, so it's only fair that they pay you for it, mm -hmm. if you're, especially if you're generating sales for them, which is most likely what they're going to use it for, or they probably wouldn't ask you to use it. So these are just some things to think about when you don't want to ask for a, you know, yeah. money or compensation when you really should, because it's hard work and you deserve it. And, yeah. you know, that's what we want to be sharing on this platform is that, like, content creators should be getting paid yeah but it's I, our job to ask for it yeah. and to know our worth too on the other end so yeah it, I feel like this makes it a little easier to comprehend like why content creators get paid and like why you should be asking because I feel like at first it can be like oh I'm just taking a photo like why would they pay for that like it's so easy but it's so valuable mm -hmm. know your worth it's worth a lot. These brands make a lot of money from UGC. Especially with the way the industry is going too. Like it's just, it's still growing. It's still booming. Like mm -hmm. there's so much budget in it that brands, if they don't already have an influencer budget, they need to start creating them yeah. because that's where marketing is truly shifting to and totally. going, I feel like. Because that's how I personally shop. Same. You know, and I'm just assuming a lot of people are yeah. very similar. Like they want to see it on someone. They want to see it on multiple different body types. They mm -hmm. want to see how it's going to fit. Like, because like, I feel like if you see it on one person and that person isn't your shape, then you don't know how it's going to hit your curves. You don't know how it's going to look. And it yeah. could look completely different on two different people. Mm -hmm. So that's just our take on that. And then, so let's see. The next part is how to charge for it. How to charge for it. So I feel like this is like the gray area. This is where there's not yeah. an answer. There's no like right answer. I mean, right. obviously you can out, what am I trying to say? You can obviously like kind of charge way more than you should, but from what we know, people typically charge 50 to 250 a month per photo. We usually charge like 200. I would say I charge 200 a month. Yeah. Um on for usage rights, so that's like that. That's just usage yeah. rights. Yeah. So like just to make that clear, like this is when a brand asks and says, "Hey, we love your photo. Can we use it as an ad or put it in our email marketing or mm -hmm. use it on our website?" then we're like, yes, great. Like, here's my rate. It's $200 a month per photo, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. So, but I mean, just from girls we've talked to, I've seen anything from $50 to $250 
a month, but I mean, it's up to you and like what you feel confident asking for and, you know, working with the brand's budget. So always aim high and then you can negotiate and the brand will come back and be like, oh, well, this is our budget. Like, let me know if we can meet there, blah, blah, blah. You guys know how it goes. So yeah. And I found that most brands when they're paying for usage rights, they typically don't go longer than six months. Yeah. I mean, it's especially really cool fashion if they brands. do, but I've found that brands want to do around, like three to six months. Yeah. So you could have like, rate. you know, a set fee for that time frame. And whenever I am talking to brands, I like to break it down per month because then they're not seeing like a big scary number. If yeah. that makes sense. And you can discount it if they go over like three months or over six months. Yeah. As an incentive. Yeah. So I guess just something to look out for is the time frame in the email. So making sure that it's a year or under. And if it's yeah. longer than that, like making sure that the budget reflects that. Yeah, absolutely. Because like we just said, six months, I feel like is pretty standard. But if it's like a pretty like generic product, maybe that isn't seasonal or anything like that, they could want it for five years Mm -hmm. but like make sure you're getting paid for that otherwise try to negotiate it down to one year yeah and you can always do that yeah we have never really had issues with brands accepting a one-year usage term yeah I feel like it's kind of getting like industry standard better like yeah is a year of usage well it's also like they don't need it longer than a year like come on (laughs) yeah I think in my head and I have this as a note later on but I think brands just want a extensive content library and if they're paying a pretty high rate for content now like they want to have the option in the future to use it but um they'll be fine (laughs) you know they'll be fine I mean I guess that does make sense on a brand and yeah and to like repurpose content yeah just if they really need it or like say you blow up and like they want to like show people like you buy from their brand like that's also a huge reason and that kind of goes into our next topic on perpetual usage rights and what that is Yes. Okay. So hopefully that clears up what usage is. It's just pretty, it's a pretty basic term, Mm -hmm. but that kind of like leads into perpetual. So let's, let's let Danielle tell the story. (laughs) I think we told this story on maybe a different episode, but it's a good story and it's a good learning experience. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I have a a few. Um, I have like two different stories, I guess. So I feel like perpetual usage rights and perpetual rights in general kind of became a thing like last year as in terms of a thing that people started understanding what that actually meant um with content creators so at the time I was signed with an agency which honestly really helped me in terms of learning what to look out for in contracts and what I can actually charge more for and I feel like that's where I learned everything um but I had a the first the first time that I've like encountered this was actually like before I was signed with the agency. So I accidentally signed away my perpetual rights to this video for a birth control brand, which is fine. It's just like, obviously that has nothing to do with like what I'm trying to build as a content creator. Like it's birth control, like, and I'm not like a wellness blogger, you know, it's just like, well, and it's like, what if you go off birth control in a couple exactly. years and then like, and you're, like not and I then you're by. like, maybe you're promoting something that's more natural or not birth control. And then this brand like right. randomly decides oh, to like run your ad. Yeah. You're like, what the heck? Yeah. Like I would have no, like to this day, like I, I literally 
can never say anything about it because I signed it away, <laughs> which is like honestly so scary. But um, obviously like brands like change up their messaging and whatever. So I don't think they're actually going to use these videos forever. But yeah, I signed away my perpetual rights to that because I literally had no idea what it was. I didn't know what perpetual meant at the time. And it was literally a very low rate like I honestly think it was 300 like 350 max maybe like that is just so low obviously like not even like should never be the rate for perpetual rights ever no matter what your following is um anyways um because I signed that away I kept seeing that on TikTok on Snapchat people would send me the ad and be like oh my god it's you and like people would literally Wait, text I did me not all the time know that. really I thought I told you that I honestly <gasps> oh, maybe didn't I forgot talk, I honestly didn't talk about it because I was legit pissed like I was so annoyed it was yeah and this is when TikTok was like coming up so and that's the thing is like in these contracts too they like say things like in the universe and in like, the universe like and any, any future platform. media channels that will like come up to yeah so like yeah. no idea yeah so like I made it for Instagram obviously but they used it as an ad on Snapchat and TikTok which is really annoying because everyone's on that and it's just like it's fine like people were really excited to see me and they were like oh my god like I saw you on an ad you're famous and I'm like no <laughs> like, or they I just, don't want yeah that. like no like I'm not getting paid for that and like the fact that so many people like saw that ad was like okay I didn't get oh paid for gosh. any of that and you probably made a lot of sales but Anyway, so that was one instance. And then another one was this really big brand. They just wanted to license some of my photos um, and they offered me a rate. But we're going to like kind of talk about, I mean, I guess I can say it now, like for perpetual rights, like you should be landing like at a five figure agreement. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Like they are going to have that content forever, especially with a brand like Squarespace, like you can use those photos for whatever you want right. um, it can be on a billboard it can be on literally anything they can run ads like whatever product they come out with in the future like that is not even a thing right now they can use it for that so um I literally remember when you asked us like hey guys yeah. do you know what perpetual means and I was like we didn't uh, know when we had like google it and it was like so hard to find it was just not clear so yeah. I don't want to which like, is crazy that yeah. like something like that wouldn't be clear so just to clear it up here on this podcast so all you guys know perpetual means forever, forever whatever they want to <laughs> do forever and ever and ever they can even like mess with the photo like they, they can, can edit, edit it yeah they, they can, can put their logo on it they yeah. can do anything anything they want so I don't want to get like like you just have to story, think like, about that yeah, like that's, that's insane that like a brand could have a right over your photo in your face like yeah forever it's pretty and ever much and like ever. you don't own it anymore so yeah just make sure you're landing on a very 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 good deal um yeah. they weren't offering that much and they wanted um like license uh, the license to like a good amount of photos like I want to say around 10 which so, would be like should be a lot of money it should, it should be, be per a photo lot of money. yeah yeah so I was like at the time I was like um I want to accept this deal like I really wanted to because it like it sounded decent it was a good chunk of change yeah it was like a couple thousand but um for like a good amount of photos perpetual rights but my agency like wouldn't let me take it because which is like obviously good thank god I yeah. mean yeah I didn't take it, obviously. So just those are yeah, some stories. That's why it. I think it's so, so important to read your contracts. Here's what a little statement that I pulled out of one of my... Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. My contracts is what it says, just so you kind of can get an idea. So it just says the contractor hereby grants company a worldwide irrevocable royalty free, which means you don't make like a commission or anything, fully paid up, transferable, sub-licensable, and perpetual right and license to reproduce, publish, distribute, display, repost, share, and edit all content created for or on behalf of company in any and all media now known or developed in the future, including the right to create derivative works, which is which it includes but is not limited to blah 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 but that statement is so powerful like the amount of like sub license it to another company i'm pretty sure that's what it means there is just i feel like so much packed in that statement that no one reads or looks over and like every contract will have that yeah usually like they just want to see who they want to see like, who will look past yes, it you can just like unpacking that statement there's just so much they could literally just do whatever like they, they could literally whatever, photoshop yeah. your body no yeah and like post it and then you can't do anything about it yeah that's a scary thought i mean obviously hopefully you don't work with any sketchy brands that will do that but yeah they have the right to do that and you can literally cannot do anything about it so yeah what we always do just to be cautious is we command f or control f and then search perpetual or in perpetuity just to like see where that word pops up in your contract because yeah. it will pop up yeah i always do command f perpetual perp literally just like perp. however they want to put perpetual sometimes i've actually noticed that and I don't know if this is intentional. I've noticed that brands are like not using perpetual, but like the statement means perpetual. Like, right. Maybe. Yeah. So just like make read sure it. you're reading. <laughs> Honestly, just command F usage. Yeah. And read the entire paragraph that they have there because not every single time they'll put perpetual, but it could st- the wording could still mean perpetual rights. If yeah. That makes sense. Absolutely. So here are some reasons why you should say no. Perpetual 
equals forever. Again, we'll say it again. I know. We're like, if we haven't made it clear, perpetual means forever. And that's just like so crazy to think that that's even a thing, but apparently it is. So that's why you should say no. And then if you are going to grant a brand perpetual rights to your content, and then say you blow up in five years, like they can use this content without paying you and they profit off your name and your likeness. So truly only say yes, like we said earlier, if this brand is willing to pay, like pay, pay. big bucks, like we're talking 10K, 10K or more. <laughs> absolutely. Because like the amount of time and usage and it's sales just, that like, they would they use it to drive, to like it's even, so excessive. Yeah. It is so excessive. Yeah. Like you do not need my content perpetually. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, I know it's just, they want the option. Like I remember I asked a brand because they were pretty set on it. And Um, you're just like, why? Yeah. I literally (laughs) asked them why. And they, they just said that they wanted to have the option to use it if they were paying like, and especially for small brands, I get it, but like, you know, it's forever once again. So yeah. But it's like a lot of these brands are not going to have those products forever exactly especially Especially fashion fashion, yeah they're not like those styles you're not like we work with a brand that requires perpetual so we're not saying like you can't ever accept a perpetual contract but like with fashion brands we're kind of lenient on it because styles go out of season literally so quickly you know so you're probably fine with a fashion brand if they're not willing to give it up. It's like bigger brands like, you know, Target, the Targets, the Walmarts, the Amazons, Mm -hmm. like things that they're going to have for a very long time. Yeah, like skincare. Yeah. Just household products, all those kind of things. So hopefully that helps you guys understand a little bit more about Perpetual and that you're really able to negotiate these kinds of things so we have a couple bullet points on what we want to share of what to do so here's what you do if a brand asks you for perpetual rights yes okay simply say (laughs) no (laughs) simply say can we please update the contract to reflect a one-year usage period absolutely um and We definitely want to mention that like brands are, I think we've already said this, we may be repeating some things, but brands are really coming around to like the one year usage period. I feel like that's a great amount of time. Yeah. They have a long time to use that content and like even six months yeah six six months months to a year year is plenty of time and it's just important to know that you can negotiate this. Mm -hmm. This isn't like, you know, set in stone forever and ever like a lot of times we'll negotiate, like we just said, to that six month or one year period and they're totally okay with it. And we've had some friends like try to just like get rid of usage rights altogether and the brand will be like, no, it has to be perpetual. And then we're like, oh, well, we were able to negotiate it down to one year. And it's like, oh, so it's like, don't forget, you can use that as like leverage and negotiating power when discussing your rates. Mm -hmm. And just also keep in mind that a brand isn't going to completely drop you just because you're trying to negotiate this down to a year. Like, and if they are though, yeah, you don't want to work with that brand (laughs) run away, but I've never, ever encountered that. Like I've found that like these reps or agencies or whoever I'm working with is more than willing to do that. I think they, and if they don't get it, or if you don't think that they're really knowledgeable in this like aspect of our job, feel free to lay it out for them and just say why this isn't something that you're comfortable with. Like, I think I've said, um, you know, 
I'm trying to think of like what I've said before because I've definitely laid it out for a brand where I was just like, you know, perpetual rights means forever. I work really hard on my content and like this is kind of, I don't know and what I said. You just want to be paid like, for the use yeah. and be paid fairly. Yeah, like you just want to be paid, paid fairly. So just remember it's not a make or break thing. They're not going to drop you because of this because I know like yeah. I feel like that's a thought it, it's in a lot scary. of people's It's scary. It definitely feels like that and you don't want to lose a really good deal yeah. over something like that. But you also have to remember like, you need to know be your worth paid, exactly know your worth you need to be paid for what you're doing and I feel like at the end of the day if they are requesting perpetual and you really want to take it you really just have to weigh out the pros and cons and potentially just ask for more budget like we've said we have accepted perpetual contracts because low-key we know that brand is not going to use it perpetually yeah, yeah. if you um, think about it and like look at the brand's content if they switch up their products switch up like their collections yeah. whatever like they're probably not going to use it again right so yeah just decide if it's worth it if you think they're going to use it again in the future and whatever yeah so that was a lot on perpetual but hopefully that helps you guys understand that a lot more just Mm -hmm. because it's clearly not talked about enough and just something we always get asked about so we just want to put it out there and to help you guys learn and understand contracts and what you're signing when you are so we're not anything else on that by the way i just want to make sure we put that out there we're not lawyers, but these are the things we look for. These are just for our recommendations and, yeah. to help you guys and set you guys up for success when you are negotiating and you're getting into contracts and yeah. all that. I feel like it's helpful to hear this stuff from people who aren't professionals in the space. Like we're just like girls like doing this and like this is what works for us. Just some average girls. Just some average Joes. Out, <laughs> talking about perpetual rights. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Okay. So hopefully we're not boring you guys and hopefully this is helpful we'll move on to our third and final section which is whitelisting and I just you know it really (laughs) irritates me when brands are like we'll we'll like promote your post and share it to an audience of over a million and you'll get all these followers and like brands really try to hype up whitelisting and when they do that in the email i literally respond and say hi thank you so much i do charge an additional fee for whitelisting like just call it what it is yeah yeah, yeah, i do charge a fee for whitelisting happy to discuss my rates if you're interested like just call them out because it's like why are they fluffing it up to be something that it's truly not i believe their descriptions are so inaccurate and anyways okay Let's dive into the nitty gritty of whitelisting and what it is. So basically a brand wants to use your content and they're going to use your name to promote it. So they're going to promote this. uh, Yeah, they promote this as an ad, but your name shows up on top of it as instead of the brand's name and how they do this is they go onto the back end of your Facebook. You actually have to give them access through it. It's kind of a complicated situation. Yeah, so it's not like a thing where the brand can just do it on their own. Right, right. You're definitely going in. You're adding them as a business partner. You're giving them access. So you're very aware of it when you're doing it. It's not like they're just going to like sneakily whitelist you. Yeah. But they're going to go on the back end of your Facebook account and you're going to give them access and then they'll set up an ad and put ad spend or a budget and money behind that photo and boost it. So that's instead of them doing it on their social channels, they have your name on the top of the ad, which is what they try to sell you on. Yeah. And they're using your name and likeness, obviously. So I'm sure everyone has seen it. But when you're scrolling down on your feed, even on TikTok too, like it looks like a it looks like you're posting it. Like it, mm-hmm. everything looks like you're posting it, but it says like sponsored 
or something and like they have a link to click to yeah. go to like their profile or like the link or whatever and it's not actually you posting it it's the whitelisted ad yeah so um that's essentially what it is and it just mm-hmm. I feel like on the brand side they think it makes it look more authentic to the audience that they're trying to reach yeah which is a great idea obviously they should be paying more for that because yeah. it is going to be something where they do get more clicks on like I'm sure I mean I'm obviously not on the back end but I'm sure looking at like the two different you know an ad through their account or an right. ad if through they run like an ab account. test or something yeah, like yeah. the whitelisted ad from a creator's account is probably like in like so it's probably better. significantly more well clicks. it's just like we were talking about the user generated content exactly, like that's yeah. what it essentially is and then it's coming under your name so if your audience is seeing it they're like oh we like this girl like exactly. like this post whatever but brands are really gonna sell it to you as like oh we're gonna give you all this exposure you're gonna get all these followers like yeah. blah 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 and it's like okay but like if you can pay for that ad like why aren't you paying me exactly <laughs> like why aren't you paying me more money yeah. especially like I think this is such a no too if the brand isn't even willing to meet you at your full rate that you're asking yeah. for like yeah. that they just doesn't make sense should be meeting you at your rate for yeah. whitelisting so I think when it comes to deciding whether you should say yes or no I think the only really time you want to say yes if the brand is willing to pay you that extra fee to access that feature from you because like so many brands try to like throw it in there or they'll throw it in the contract without telling you or they'll like put it in a separate contract and I'll be like oh like we didn't talk about this in the previous contract I like didn't agree to that like here's my additional fee for that I'm trying to remember because I said 200 a month for usage but I think I do 200 a month for whitelisting too yeah I can't remember I feel like a lot of people have is it 200 different fees yeah And then I think the one biggest red flag that you should say no to when whitelisting is if you ask the brand for details of the ad and they don't share it with you because essentially because they are boosting it, they can pick the target audience. They can pick the demographic. Like you have no idea if they're sending it to like men. And then what if they send it to like a like a 50% male audience and then all these men will start following you and they see your profile, then that messes up your demographics and that hurts your profile that doesn't hurt you or I mean it doesn't help you like the brand promised promises it would right I feel like the target demographic that we want to go after as content creators if you're similar to like our vibe or like Mm -hmm. what we're doing is women 18 to 34 I feel like is a great target demographic but if they're you know if it's like a sports brand um and they want to whitelist your content and they're literally like about to target gym goers. <laughs> that is probably 90%. I mean, not saying that females don't work out, but I'm just saying like, I the, feel yeah. like that's more easily identifiable with males. I don't know. I feel like that could be a very high male audience, which could mean a lot of males will be following you potentially or like seeing your profile. Yeah. Just like not the audience. And that the other crazy thing to too get. is they can hide the ad from you mm-hmm. so that you'll never ever see it. So you have no idea what this image is. You have no idea what the caption is saying or if it aligns with your values. You have no idea who they're targeting, who they're showing this ad to. Like you don't want it to mess up your profile, especially yeah. if they're not paying you for it. So there are so many things that if you are agreeing to whitelisting that you want to make sure you ask and kind of figure out because like it could just I don't know I feel like it just goes so badly I've only heard like one success story do you remember on Clubhouse she was telling us she did the whitelisting and that the link actually was like her 
like affiliate link or whatever code and so anytime someone clicked it and purchased she did make a commission off of it which Which is is good great but i feel like brands just don't do that though they like want to link it to their website use their codes yeah they definitely don't want to be paying you more money you know what i mean i've done whitelisting i think with i've only done it with one agency and like it's been fine nothing weird has happened like my engagement hasn't gone down because I know that's like maybe a myth yeah but nothing bad has happened honestly like love working with them they pay me well so um it's not a bad bad thing you know yeah but they should be paying for it so just a couple notes on it again brands are going to try to sell this to you as a bonus and that they're doing you a favor when in fact you're doing them a favor like they're gonna say you're reaching a new audience and if you just think about it, like, do you ever follow anyone you see from an no. ad? No, you literally scroll no. past it. You probably don't even like it. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy that that's how they're trying to sell it. So it's just kind of like, don't fall for it. Again, you're doing them the favor. They're the ones who need the content. You've already created it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just like they built it up to be this big thing. And it's just not at all and I hate that like it's just be like upfront and be like we want to whitelist your content what are your rates you know what I mean yeah no like just trying to like trick people I don't know so that's like kind of a pet peeve for me if you couldn't tell but yeah again brands can like hide this the ad from you and you can't see it under your name and you just want to make sure you maintain as much control as possible And again, they can target whoever. So that's kind of scary, honestly, especially like I feel like a lot of brands that we work with in our niche and everything want like at least 80% female. And I feel like that's already hard as it is. You know, I don't think people follow people that much from ads but in the off chance they do especially because I feel like there's a lot of creepy men out there who like would follow if yeah. they get that ad yeah you don't want to mess up that ratio exactly especially because I feel like we work so hard for it and then like one ad gone wrong can just completely yeah. mess yeah. that up and mess then you're the gonna like spend up. time removing precious ratio. followers you know so totally we just want to avoid that um just like make sure you're asking them all the questions Mm -hmm. like what the caption says what it links out to who they're targeting like those are the main things or even to how long is the ad gonna run oh yeah that's actually the number one thing (laughs) that you want to ask like move that to the top of the list yeah because if they're gonna run your ad for like six months to a year like that's a lot of time and they should be paying a lot of money for it. Like as we mentioned before, have a monthly whitelisting rate. The ones that I've done, I think they do three months and I feel like that's totally fine. Like that's okay with me. I feel like that's not that long. I mean, kind of kind of long if you think about it, but like that's fine. So just make sure you know how long that's going to be running for and then remove them on the back end after after it's done. that time yeah like make a note somewhere like write it in your planner yeah, be like end whitelisting yeah. for x brand on this date yeah, like contract take, over yeah you take them off or on you the can also you could potentially email them a week before it ends and be like hey i know our whitelisting period is yeah. coming up to an end soon um you know based on the performance would you guys want to extend the time for another period you know whether it's one month two three whatever and then you know here's what my rate would be for that let me know if you'd like to continue and that you're right could be potentially some more income yeah trying to always get that income you know yeah 
So yeah, again, it's it's all just crazy that this is a thing, but it is. Yeah. I also want to quickly note that because I actually had this in a contract um, recently, whitelisting is different than doing the allow business partner to promote. And where you see that is when you tag that company or through brand Instagram. through Instagram. Yeah. So you can like turn on this Well, how are they setting. promoting it? They promote it on their their end so they can put ad spend behind your post but it's not a whitelisted ad like I think they can huh. just promote it on their no, I've end. definitely had to do that before but I guess I didn't really think about that I just thought it as it uh, I thought of it as whitelisting in a way yeah so I think I mean so whitelisted ads like come up as a completely different like yeah. post, right? And they can change whatever. Oh, they so want. the the when you give so, them access to promote from Instagram, they're boosting that specific yeah. post how it is. Like I don't think yeah, you yeah, can they change the caption change anything. or anything. They can, and but when you do that, they get access to like your impressions and reach and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But that's it. Mm-hmm. So if they're like literally hell bent on promoting this post, like just try to suggest that route because i feel like that's just like a better way it's safer you know they're not changing anything it's more beneficial actually to you Mm -hmm. because like it's obviously going out to your like target audience because it's your account so that's different just keep that in mind yes all very very important and then the last section under this whitelisting topic is big question what should you charge Mm -hmm. and I think again there's nothing set in stone with these things there's no right answers that's why we just want to give you ranges because it truly just all depends on you know how you value your content creation what you charge with your typical rates um, the quality of your content Mm -hmm. all those kind of things and I've heard anywhere from like a hundred dollars a month for whitelisting to 25 percent of what your standard rate is so it is a big range yeah that is a big range and I'm sure like if you're over you know like 100 200k or whatever like I'm sure you charge a lot more but yeah, I think I usually go for 200, 250, kind of similar to usage rights. Yeah. But yeah, there's, again, no right answer. It's just and it's what you feel you comfortable with yeah. and what you want to ask for. So just make sure you, like, you feel okay with it and you can go to sleep at night, like not stressed out or worrying about something. Yeah. You know, like you're getting the rate that you are happy with. Yeah exactly so um and then really quickly i feel like we should touch on exclusivity because that's also something that you should be control or command f ing on these contracts exclusivity is the huge period where you cannot post like any competing brands um as like sponsored content or even not sponsored content. But, um, so for example, like if you're working with a skincare brand and they have exclusivity for two weeks before and after, that means you have to turn down any potential, um, paid collaborations within that, um, area that they're requesting. So for skincare, um, and that really means that you're losing money. So a two week before and after that's a month of exclusivity. That's a long time. So you should definitely be charging a lot more for that. Um, And again, there isn't like a right or wrong answer for what you should be charging. If you feel good about it, like you should say with the exclusivity outlined in the contract, here is my rate. Um, Mm -hmm. But we typically see exclusivity as very like a short period of time. Like I 
would say most of my campaigns are a day of or like 24 hours before or after. And I think that's completely reasonable. I have one that's a little bigger. I think it's a month. Okay. But they are paying me pretty well. Yeah. So so that does like make up for it, I feel like. Yeah. If they're paying you well, that kind of like to put into perspective. Like if they're paying for it, then it's totally okay. Yeah. Because like then you're getting paid for what you could potentially have made or something. Or missed out on a potential opportunity with another brand. Yeah. So exclusivity is important and also just another negotiating tactic. Make sure you are control finding that word in the contracts. Wow, that was a mouthful of things I feel like. You might have to listen to this episode twice, you know, to fully soak everything in. But we just do have a couple closing notes and... Just never let a brand bully you into these things. Like all guilt these, trip you. yeah, all these things are one hundred percent negotiable. And I was talking to a friend the other day, and she was like, "The rep told me that like all these other creators with like a smaller and larger following accepted at this rate, and she was trying to just like guilt me into taking it because like everyone else was." And I was like, "That is such a red flag. Like run away because first of all, reps shouldn't be talking to you like that. Like yeah. if you have a rate, like that's your rate. Doesn't matter what everyone else is charging. Like totally, what?" Yeah. So just know your worth and don't feel like you're being bullied. I wonder if they can hear that airplane. <laughs> I know there's an airplane can going over. Can you guys hear the airplane? My house okay. Right now. Um, and then, so yeah, if it doesn't feel right, walk away, try trust your gut. Like you'll totally. sleep better at night knowing that you stood your ground and you know, your worth as opposed to taking a really bad deal. I remember like one time I took a deal and then I was like, wow, I absolutely, like I should not have done that. Like I feel almost sick to my stomach that yeah. I like agreed to it's something like feeling. that. And then you have to like follow through and then you feel like shitty posting about you it. Feel, like, dirty. And then you're just like, Ugh, I don't want to do this content. And then you do it. And then I don't know. Yeah. People might be like, why did she post that? But you're like, yeah. So, I mean, we all live and we learn. We all go through these experiences. Totally. Like it's okay as long as you learn from from them so at the end of the day it's your brand and you're in control so you're the one who's either letting these things happen or not so we just want to make sure we're helping you kind of go down the path in the right direction and make the most educated decisions possible when accepting these things and contracts from brands yeah hopefully we wish we had some ig big sisters who would have helped us out in the future so i mean it's like It can be very daunting to like read through a 12 page contract, but it's so important. I usually, when they send over the contract, like if I'm like not in the headspace to go through a 12 page intense contract, like I will sign it tomorrow. I'll give myself a day and like be refreshed in the morning. And that will be like the first thing on my to-do list. And I just feel like not like so weighed down by reading the whole thing. And then I feel way better about signing it and not like second guess myself. And I'll usually send back like a good bulleted list of questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions on things that you don't understand. Yeah. It's like, I feel like they're probably anticipating you to ask questions. And it also shows them that like, you know, your shit and like you're well, and that you care and that you're reading through it and like, that's how you run your business. I don't know. So yeah. Yeah. Always recommend reading your contracts because they can sneak some bad things in there that you will regret later. So yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I hope this was so helpful. I think that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys. For watching. (laughs) For listening. (laughs) 
Thanks for joining us this week. We hope you loved this episode and feel free to check out our other episodes too. We cover a bunch of different topics. If you haven't listened to them, just about blogging and content creation in general and really just how to get your dream collaborations Mm -hmm. and all the steps in between and whatnot. So yeah, I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Leave us um, a review. Five right? stars. Five stars. Yeah. When we read your guys' reviews, we like send them to each other and start we, crying. Yeah, yeah, no, literally. <laughs> means They're so much. They're so cute. We love them so much. Okay, but we will see you guys probably on Instagram. On Instagram around in the, in the DMs. DMs <laughs> traveling. We love you guys. Okay. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you guys loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Monday. Leave us a rating and review and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.